I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. that song was on the radio the no, 90s I, were wild i remember it because it would come on in the car when i was with my parents oh, just God. listening to the radio and yeah. my stepdad would be like nope nope like what yeah i feel like if that came on the radio now people would be pissed yeah well i told you and like i might have told this story on the podcast before but maybe not so i'm gonna tell it again let's hear it i have a very distinct memory of being in the shower at like nine years old with my little red cassette radio oh, yeah. that I took everywhere with me Cute. and washing my hair. I could, I very distinctly remember my <laughs> fingers were in my hair and I was hearing that song that's like about having a boner on the dance floor. Oh, yeah. And I was like, is this about... <laughs> and then I was like, I'm... Nope. Moving on. <laughs> Wait, is it baby when we're grinding? <laughs> I get so excited. No, I like it. Try but it. I, I can't, can't fight it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're fine. dancing real close. Hey, he's just like, ma'am. <laughs> Ooh. Like, it's, it's fine. But I just need you, you just, to know. You just know that you are you keep rubbing your butt all up against me and now I have a boner. And, and now I'm embarrassed. Yeah. And she's like, that's cool. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but I just, I was just like. Uh-uh. See, when I was a kid, I, I do remember that song. Yeah. But I thought he was saying, baby, when you're crying. No. I get so excited. And I was equally confused because I was like, what an asshole. What? Who would do that? Why is he happy about her crying? That's sad. Yeah. Nope. (laughs) They're just. I mean, it literally starts out. He goes, I wonder if she can tell that I'm hard right now. Oh, shit. And then it's like, boo, 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 boo. Oh, my God. It's a great song. I mean, it's a jam, but I just. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, "Uh, um, nope. Just pretend (laughs) it's not that. It can't be. It's on the radio and I'm a child. Skip. <laughs> Wait, damn it. That's the radio. I know. Can't do anything about it. I was like, I'm just going to keep listening to it. Yep. Anyway. That's so funny. Yeah. You know what else is funny? What? Clowns. Clowns. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Today we're going to talk about clowns here on this podcast called Replay Rewind Podcast, where we talk about kids movies from the year 2000 or before. Well, I wouldn't say all kids' movies. This month, we're talking about Batman. That's true. It's not really a kid's movie. But we watched it when we were kids. We sure did. A lot. And the way the format of our show works, we have one movie a month, and we will talk about that movie at the end of the month. Leading up to that episode, we will discuss the history at the time that the movie came out, the pop culture at that time, and we will also discuss a main theme of the movie. So, of course, the theme this month. Is bats. I mean clowns. Bats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Clown bats. Bats would have been fun. Clowns. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, bats would have been fun, but there's such a visual that you need for bats. Yeah. 
because they're so cute. Yeah, you need a little slideshow of their little faces. And their big old ears. They look bad. <laughs> well, I'm Meat Wedge. Oh, I'm Bucket Stick. I don't, I'm not afraid of clowns. Yeah. I don't trust them. That's fair. More than that, I don't trust people who want to be clowns. Okay. I'm like, why? Some of them are just, you know, yeah, you're just like a silly guy. That's fine. You're just a silly guy. But I'm also just like, but why? Yeah, what's your you real motivation? I feel the same way for different reasons, but I have the same level of distrust for people who want to be dentists. Oh, yeah. Like, or why? President. Yeah. Why? I don't want that. that I mean, at terrible. least when you're the president, you make money for the rest of your life. Yeah. But like, why? I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Although there is a girl on Instagram that I follow who is a clown yeah. and she's very cute. Yeah, I mean, some clowns are super cute. And yeah. I, like I said, I don't really have a problem with them. I'm not like immediately. I'm just like, hmm. hmm. Okay. She makes all her own outfits. Aww. And it's really cute because they're just like the big baggy, brightly colored jumpsuit yeah. type. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It's cute. I trust her, but just her. Yes. But I'm on I'm on your side with that. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> why? Why? Well, tell me, what is a clown? <laughs> Man, I learned so much about clowns recently, and now so too. will y'all. Yep. So Wikipedia, the top, you know, the lead for the Wikipedia article, sure. says, a clown is a person who performs comedy and arts in a state of open-mindedness mm. using physical comedy, typically while wearing distinct makeup or costuming and reversing folkway norms. And then, this is the first time I've ever seen this on Wikipedia, there was like a little, not footnote, but a superscript yeah. that said dubious then i clicked on it oh and there was a lot of debate people were like what does this sentence mean what huh. is open-mindedness what the fuck are you saying yeah and why are you using such a goofy ass term as folkway norms and i was like yeah that's true that's a weird way to put that it is yeah but i mean basically to say doing things differently than most people find acceptable or than they anticipate yeah you know yeah going against yeah, expectations in society or whatever, yeah. Exactly. They're always on opposite day. Sure. So I went over to Encyclopedia Britannica and got their hmm. definition, which I like better. It says, clown, a familiar comic character of pantomime and circus, known by distinctive makeup and costume, ludicrous antics, and buffoonery, nice. whose purpose is to induce hearty laughter. The clown, unlike the traditional fool or court jester, usually performs a set routine characterized by broad graphic humor, absurd situations, and vigorous physical action. Okay. Yeah. A little snooty, but a yeah. better definition. Yeah, I mean, say. it makes more sense for sure. I just realized that my favorite clown is Stubbs from We're Back. <laughs> the best character in that movie, and he's really so is. funny. Yeah, he is. Anyway, let's talk about some of the history of clowning. Yeah, so some people think that the idea of a, the concept of a clown dates all the way back to the fifth dynasty in Egypt, 2400 oh. BC. Wow. I mean, people, you know, people like to laugh. Yeah. They like to watch people fall down. Yeah. And it's nice to have a guy whose job is to let make you laugh. I feel like people have always been entertaining each other. Anytime yeah. there's any sort of society at all, we're all given societal roles and there's always the funny guy. Exactly. And, you know, and we've always fallen into our roles and maybe not tried to profit off of them so much but just like no but take on that title yeah yeah like we're doing we're like here we're, we'll we'll tell you jokes 
We'll be clowns. Yeah, we're um, sound clowns. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> That's cute. You know, obviously the first thing that most people think of when you say clown is a circus clown, but they go they go back way farther than that. Clowns were huge in ancient Greece. How big were they? During their, <laughs> during their plays, especially the farces, which were like absurd comedies. Mm-hmm. And they were these like, they would like put on bald caps kind of and be like extra padded and just be these really silly characters who would kind of follow around the more serious characters and just pantomime everything they were doing in a super absurd way so they were giant toddlers yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and also sometimes heckle the audience by like throwing nuts at them which is like rude but also free snack yeah so since the beginning of comedy there have been people making fun of well, since the beginning of art, I guess, there have yeah. been people making fun of art. Yes. <laughs> so Even our, in the art itself. Yes. Our modern day, like, uh, mystery science theater, like, mm-hmm. riff tracks type Absolutely. stuff. Yeah. That's so funny. You guys aren't new. <laughs> no, no, no. Just good at it. <laughs> so from there, it kind of evolved into the Zanny character in Italian comedy theater. Oh, Zanny the nanny, who Casey Anthony left Kaylee Anthony with. <laughs> Yeah, the very same. (laughs) It's also the origin of the word zany. Oh. Comes from this, like, zany guy. So their kind of characteristics, they would show up in... It was a very specific... I don't speak Italian, so I don't quite know how to pronounce it. But it's, like, the art of theater. Like, it's a very specific... Mm. And they had the same characters showing up. You know, you are going to be this guy and you're going to be this guy. Oh, okay. So any, like, new play that you wrote had these archetypes in it. Yeah. You know, do different things. But it's, like... And oh. one of them is this so like the, the Marvel universe character, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's like the Italian theater universe. <laughs> yes, the <laughs> and you have to see all of them mm-hmm. to understand right their backstory. You won't get all the jokes. Yeah, Makes I mean, what else are you doing? <laughs> what else are you watching TV? Right in ancient Italy. No. Come on, going to work? No. <laughs> Um, so the Zanny character are usually characterized by their servants and like trickster characters. And they would have like long noses. And the longer their noses were on their masks, the more foolish they were. Ah, They're always hungry and always just like looking for something to eat. That's cute. They never think about where they're going to sleep. It just kind of happens. Kind <laughs> of like a drunk person where they're yeah. like, well, I'm tired now. So I'm going to find the closest comfy thing and lay down on it. Yeah. And they also are like have this duality of they're too dumb to think things through they just do whatever pops into their brain but also because they're so dumb they kind of can make the impossible happen Mm. and i think it's kind of that thing of like physics literally don't apply to me because i don't recognize your rules i'm just yeah so dumb yeah i don't acknowledge gravity so exactly i can just kind of do whatever i want right yeah like in space jam when they yes. realize that they're like, oh, this is absurd. So if we play by the absurd rules, yeah. then I can jump all the way across the court. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah. And then as that character progressed in Italian theater, it kind of got broken down further. You know, like the Zanny became like an umbrella over like, well, this guy and this guy and this mm. guy. And there were like five different types. And oftentimes you would see two characters kind of working together together sort of that like straight man funny man combo that we still see like laurel and hardy type thing yeah where one of them is like very serious and trying to get things done and the other one is just like a complete fool but even together they're both idiots yeah so Um, kind of what they were trying to pull off in mouse hunt yes but they did not (laughs) missed yeah yeah i think that was definitely the goal Mm -hmm. one of those subtypes was called the arlecchino 
Mm. Which then went Sounds over. Sounds like a sandwich. <laughs> it does. Or a drink. It then went over to uh, English comedy theater mm. where that word developed into Harlequin. So from Arlecchino, we got Harlequin. Okay. And a new type of comedy play called the Harlequinade, which definitely sounds like a drink. Yes. It sounds like a Batman thing yeah, that Joker would come Batman up with. Batman-themed lemonade drink. Exactly. <laughs> and in those plays, you would have, like, same thing where you'd always have the same type of character. They would just be doing different things. So you would always have the Harlequin, and then you would have the clown. Mm. And the Harlequin was the more trickster clever one and the clown was just like a fool who always ended up like the butt of the harlequin's jokes basically and was there to make people laugh Uh uh-huh so that's where we got the word clown like started really coming into like yeah seeing them in theaters and things like that which nobody is sure quite sure where the word the actual word clown comes from i think maybe it is based on the icelandic word cluny which means george a clumsy person oh yeah or maybe cluny yeah george cluny he's a clown (laughs) Well, I wonder if that's the origin of his last name, though. Wouldn't that be funny? Oh, that would be. It just got, like, English... What's the word for it? Englishized? Yeah, anglicized. Anglicized. Yep. Englishized. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. That would be funny. Maybe be. he comes from a long line of comedians. Yeah. Um. So this is where clowns, as we know them today, really started to develop, especially in the early 1800s with a man named Joseph Grimaldi, who's just a super famous clown. Mm-hmm. And for being the part of the clown in these like Harlequinade plays. But he was the first to start doing a complete face of like white makeup. Mm. Like that look comes from him. Yeah. Instead of wearing a mask, he just started painting his own face. And his clown character became known affectionately as Joey. And then all the clowns that he inspired, people who started like doing it like him, were like, oh, those are Joey clowns. Like those are just Joey's. Yeah. Which is really adorable. That is sweet. And he's... So popular that remembrances in his honor are still held every year at a London church. Like, it yes. kind of moves around, but you can go see it. And you can also go dance on his grave. Because in 2010, an artist named Henry Crocatsis installed musical plates on top of his grave that you can just, like, Aww. clomp around on and they make, like, little... That's so cute. I know. Which, you gotta hope that, one, either Joseph Grimaldi doesn't know. He has no idea. You know, he has moved on, moved yeah. past yeah. earthly knowledge. Or he's like, that's adorable. And hopefully he's not in there like, shut <laughs> up. I'm trapped in here. Try to sleep. <laughs> what happened to eternal rest? Right. <laughs> he got to rest for 150 years. And then he was like, what is that clanking? <laughs> I was just about to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was pretty cute. That is cute. I like that. Yeah. So then in the late 18th century, we got the rise of the circus clown Mm -hmm. because Philip Astley had an equestrian school and then started going around showing people, hey, look how good these people are at horseback riding. And that became like the first kind of like circus act. Oh, interesting. And then he started sticking funny dudes in between. He was like, hey, clowns are cool. And yeah. they could just kind of run around and goof around in between the equestrian acts huh. while they're setting up for the next one. I wonder if that's where the rodeo clown came from. Probably. Because it's kind of similar. Yeah. They just run around and distract the bull. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And sometimes where it's like, Gah. I know. <laughs> You're supposed to run away, but they just... Mm, Hope you have life know. insurance. <laughs> yeah. And then in America in the 1900s is where we sort of got that like hobo looking clown. Because up until this point, they were all based on, like, the town idiot. Yeah. Or, like, the rustic 
character, you know, where it's just like, he's just a fool. Mm-hmm. But that sort of started phasing out of our, like, pop culture. Yeah. There wasn't really a town idiot anymore. But no, there were definitely... was an idiot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there used to be one drunk guy. And now everybody's drunk. Exactly. So, yeah, there are definitely, like, hobos and tramps around, yeah. you know. So it started yeah. looking more like that, where you get, like, the big red nose and, like, the white around the face or the Mm -hmm. mouth and eyes and the oversized like shoes and clothes and stuff like that and of course you know you got like charlie chaplin and his movie the tramp even though he's not wearing the makeup and that sort of thing and then we started getting you know these like famous white face clowns that were just kind of around bozo the clown Mm -hmm. who then inspired ronald mcdonald yep and things like that so i don't know they've been around for forever yeah it sounds like it's really cool yeah the people have just been always enjoyed laughing that guy yeah yeah I'm sure the first caveman to fall down and then someone <laughs> saw it and was like, <laughs> right. And then he was like, oh, it hurt to fall down, but hearing someone laugh felt nice. Yeah. So I'll just fall down a bunch. What if I just pretend to fall down? Yeah. Ah. And then you got the falling guy. Yeah. That was his job. <laughs> this is only kind of related, but I thought it was super interesting. In Lakota and Dakota tribes, there is a role and... This is just what I'm getting off of Wikipedia. So Mm -hmm. if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Send us an email. Yeah. Like, please further educate me. Yeah. But from what I read, there's a role in ceremonies of this person called the Hayoka. And not not just anybody can pick it. It's only granted to people who have had visions of the thunder beings of the West, which already sounds metal as fuck. That sounds tight. But the Hayoka acts in opposition to the people around him. For instance, if it's really hot, he might shiver like he's cold or mm-hmm. even go so far as to put on gloves and a blanket and just be like, oh, my God, I can't believe how cold it is. Yeah. You know, or if it's super hot, he might walk around naked and just be like this heat wave, you know, like. Yeah. And then I read a unique example is, is the famous Hayoka sacred clown called the Straighten Outer. Mm-hmm. He was always running around with a hammer trying to flatten round and curvy things like soup bowls, eggs or wagon wheels, mm-hmm. thus making them straight. That's so funny. I know. And so this role in these ceremonies is partially to make people laugh, but it's also kind of to give people like just a different perspective. You know, why do we do things the way that we do? Yeah. And just look at them from this other angle, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. That is cool. I love that. Yeah. We all love to laugh. Long and loud and clear. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So our next little section we have titled Clowns in Pop Culture. And when I typed that into Google, the first result was John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, no. He's Which, a real-life clown. He is a real-life clown. And I hate that serial killers are considered pop culture. Right. That makes me mad. Yeah. Like, stop that. Like, no, I mean, like, movies and television. Yeah. Not people who killed people. That's not... That's not pop culture. Well, so let's start with the clown that Bucket Snake remembers best. Please tell me. Bozo the Clown. Oh, yeah. Who you mentioned briefly. Sometimes billed as Bozo the World's Most Famous Clown. He was a clown character created for children's entertainment, widely popular in the second half of the 20th century. He was introduced in the U.S. in 1946 and to television in 1949. And he later appeared in franchise television programs where he would host the show. And he was played by numerous performers. So it was like every locally syndicated channel. Mm-hmm. had their own version of Bozo. Okay. And it was played by different people. Okay. So, so he's Santa Claus. Yeah, he's like Santa That's Claus. <laughs> Listen, I know how it works. <laughs> but I know you work for him. <laughs> <laughs> so in 
So he was created by and originally portrayed by someone named Pinto Colvig for a children's storytelling record album, an illustrated read-along book set in 1946. He became popular and he eventually served as the mascot for Capitol Records. Oh, wow. I know. I never thought about having (laughs) storytelling records. Yeah. But it makes sense. You know, they used to tell stories on the radio. Yeah. It just makes sense that you would buy them, too. Had some as a kid. Yeah. And then, like, a little read-along book. Yeah. That's great. It was, like, a chunky plastic record player, and they came with these, like, thick, brightly colored, like, I had a couple Winnie the Pooh ones. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you just had the story, and it would make a little noise when you were supposed to turn the page. Yeah. It was really cute. Yeah. So that's where Bozo came from. Okay. So immediately following Willard Scott's three-year run as the local Washington, D.C. bozo Mm -hmm. in 1962. The show's sponsors were a locally franchised McDonald's drive-in restaurant. Okay. They hired Willard Scott to portray this character that they had come up with, Ronald McDonald, the hamburger happy clown, for their local commercials. And the rest is history. Yeah. That's where Ronald McDonald comes from. That's so interesting that it was just like, they're like, hey, you're a clown. Come... This clown loves hamburgers for some reason. Yeah. I mean, Um, at that time in the 60s, like, you know, clowns are big. Yeah. Everybody was watching Bozo's. I mean, Bozo was so popular that Bozo TV shows were also produced in Mexico, Brazil, Greece, Australia, and Thailand. That's nuts. So they're like, we're going to jump on this clown bandwagon. Absolutely. And see how many clowns we can fit inside the bandwagon. (laughs) it's a lot yeah (laughs) and yeah david arquette purchased the rights to the bozo the clown character in 2021 like the guy from scream yes what's he gonna do i don't know (laughs) what are your plans david my note here says excuse i saw that (laughs) (laughs) i I would also like to know yeah Um, what do you what you doing like i mean do people do that they do it so that they can make something with it, but do sometimes they just like, I just want to have this one. Just want to have it. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. I mean, you probably are getting residuals. Yeah. You know, there's not like Bozo isn't really a thing anymore, but no, but maybe he's going to make any, a documentary. Anytime you reference it, he's like, this is my retirement plan. I'm going to be <laughs> Bozo the clown. I'm retiring on Bozo books. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. I don't know. Owning the rights. To somebody else's, like, like Michael Jackson buying the Beatles songs. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, how, how do you, what are you gonna do, do that with that? Yeah, make money off of it. It's so weird. You didn't write yeah. it. I don't know. It is really weird. It's strange to me. Not only did you not write it, but you don't have anything to do with it. Right. Yeah. yeah. You didn't inspire it. You weren't alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you doing? So another famous pop culture clown is Krusty the Clown. Mm-hmm. You know from The Simpsons. And the reason I included this is, well, because it's popular, but I have only ever seen one episode of The Simpsons. Oh, yeah? And it was Krusty Goes to Congress, and we watched it in my U.S. history class in high school. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I know. Um, I'm going to have you read this because I want you to read his name. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) His full name is Herschel Schmoikel Pinchus Yerushim Krustovsky. It's probably Yerushim. (laughs) Actually. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's Hebrew. So you got a yeah in there. So I would say Yerucham. See, I'd, that's why you read it. Thank you. I tried to look it up, but. I would have said Yerucham. Yerucham. Well, <laughs> I'm going to go with Yerucham. It means beloved by God. 
Oh. In Hebrew. Good to know. <laughs> well, he is an unlikely clown. Cigarette smoking, bender prone cynic with a pacemaker who often finds himself in various predicaments, like going to Congress. Yeah. Many of his own making and... Through it all, Bart and Lisa remain devoted fans. Yes. You might not know this because you have not seen The Simpsons except for that one episode. Originally, Krusty the Clown was supposed to be Homer Simpson. Oh. Like that was the, that's why they look so similar. There's going to be like a big reveal. Yeah. Eventually. That like this character that Bart loved so much Mm -hmm. was actually his dad, even when he and his dad didn't get along. And then they were like, JK. JK. Yeah. They do look very similar, but. Krusty the clown has very small feet. Oh. Like <laughs> noticeably smaller than Homer J. Simpson's. That's funny. Yeah. And I was also looking at his Wikipedia, like on the Simpsons wiki, and it yeah. had a list of all of his aliases. And oh my God. In Spanish speaking countries, they call him Senior No Fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I know. It's so silly. Senior No Fun. He's great. And then his sidekick, Sideshow Bob. Voiced by Kelsey Grammer, who's always trying to kill Bart. Oh my God! It's, See, I don't know any of this. I know you're missing out, really. Yeah, there's a reason The Simpsons has been on for 38 years. Yeah, um, I mean, I believe you. I just was never allowed to watch it growing up, and then I just grew up and was watching other shit like yeah. Futurama. I understand. <laughs> Futurama is better. <gasps> Controversy. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I don't think it is. <laughs> I think a lot of people would agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's clowns all over the place. There's. Have you ever seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space? No. I haven't either. It does seem... Interesting and very silly. Yeah, it seems campy. But you said here, the plot is evil extraterrestrials employ inventive ways of killing their victims, such as encasing them in cocoons fashioned with cotton candy. Isn't that the plot to Willy Wonka? I believe it is. (laughs) I mean, he's not trying to kill people. He just just happens. Yeah, a torture chamber full of sugar. In his defense, he's like, don't do that. (laughs) No, stop. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) He tried. And he had them sign waivers because he's business smart. That's true. And then probably most famously, I would argue, on the evil clown side of things is It. Yes. And Stephen King's. Yes. Number one. Who wore it better? Tim Curry or Bill Skarsgård? (sighs) That's hard. I loved Tim Curry growing up Mm because I watched Muppet Treasure Island all the time. Yeah. So then when I finally got around, and I didn't watch horror movies like as a youth, so yeah. when I finally got around to watching it, I was like, I can see where you would think this was scary, mm-hmm. but it's Tim Curry. That's my friend. Yeah. It's Tim Curry in there. <laughs> he sounds like Tim Curry. He's being goofy. Yeah. You know, like That's he's Long John very Stewart. campy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not scared of him. Bill Skarsgård is a lot. He's terrifying. Creepier. Yeah. And he can just do that with his eyeballs. I know. <laughs> Which is very scary. I know. I 
I want to say Tim Curry because I love Tim Curry, but yeah. I also love Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, mm-hmm. I it's hard. Mm-hmm. He was a great choice for that role. So good. Yeah, I don't. I don't find the original miniseries very scary, but I think it's better. Mm. I think they just. I don't know. I mean, they both have their struggles because the book is just so long. Yeah, and like you got to pick which things to put in, and yeah. you know. But the second half of the like more recent Bill Skarsgård, it just seems so rushed and like yeah. not true to character it's not and i was like why is jessica chastain crying all the time yeah why is ben just like not a character at all yeah now? he's not even doing anything right and it was just like eh. the first half though so good like, yeah those kids crushed it i know i think i just feel like as a book yeah sure let's have both both stories because the way it's told is from the adult perspective and they're getting their memories back as they're going through it. And it right. makes sense to do it that way. But yeah, when you do it as a movie, you have to do kids and then adults. Sure. And it's like, it's just not as good. You yeah. should just do the kids part and then just call it. <laughs> yeah, that's the I scary mean, part a, anyway. Yeah, and it's a full story right there. It's true. And it's, it's not really as scary watching adults go through it. Because, I mean, they're, they're still scary. You know, they're still facing yeah. this, like, horrible monster. But it's like, yeah, but... It's there's so much more impactful when it's like yeah. twelve year olds being like we gotta yeah we kids, can't tell anybody about it and kids being brave I know and so resourceful yeah so good yeah it's like inspiring and uplifting and then when adults do it it's like cringy I don't know <laughs> it's like what are you doing find a clown go to work <laughs> how'd you make a pact but <laughs> nobody cares uh, the first killer clown is from Pagliacci way back cool. in 1892 damn. From well, the play is called the opera is called Pagliacci, which literally means clowns in Italian, mm. and it's about a clown named Canio or Canio mm. murdering his wife and her lover on stage during a performance. <gasps> yeah, Whoa. did the audience like think that it was real? I don't know. Like the first time, yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we have to keep recasting Silvio and Meta. <laughs> They just keep dying. <laughs> like it's what's happening. I'm like, don't really stab them, but he keeps Stop. doing it. I don't know. He's like, <laughs> sorry, we don't have prop knives yet. <laughs> it's 1892. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple clowns in real life that I found interesting. Oleg Popov. <laughs> this article that I got this information said he might be considered the Tom Brady a clown. <laughs> Which is funny because Tom Brady is a an automaton. Oh, a what? He's, he's a. <laughs> a emotionless robot man he's never eaten a strawberry what i mean i have almost no opinions about tom brady but now i have at least one that's weird (laughs) he thinks you should drink like 32 glasses of water a day no it's just like eight (laughs) it's it's a really weird person (laughs) (laughs) well anyway olive popov oleg popov was i mean probably also weird because he was a russian clown that's true but he got his big break when he took the lead when one of the other main clowns was injured. It doesn't say how they were injured, but I imagine it was hilarious. In, with a big stick with Oleg Popov's <laughs> fingerprints all over ah! it. In 1956, he became head clown and went on to become one of the most beloved clowns in the Soviet Union. He was known as the Sunshine Clown. He created a positive character who was noted for his optimism. Very cute. Which I just thought was interesting because imagining the Soviet Union in 1956 is not positive or sunshiny. Right. Or <laughs> any of that. Yeah. Optimistic. It's like cold and hard and, you know, 
starvation and concrete and yep. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. The next clown is known as the king of clowns. His hmm. name was Grok. <laughs> this is the caveman clown. <laughs> the caveman clown. Grok fall down. <laughs> <laughs> he was a Swiss acrobat whose real name was Charles Adrian Wittock. He began performing as a clown in 1903 and took the name Grok. But he was eventually unhappy with the circus setting, so he began performing in music halls. And this inaugurated a new chapter in clowning as more performers began to appear in vaudeville and other stage shows. So yeah. out of the circus and onto the stage, which I feel like they started on the stage and then they went to the circus and then they went back to the stage. Yeah. You know, all I around. Saw, oh, go ahead. I saw a picture of him and he just seems like a super nice dude. But the picture of him, was, he was really old. Aww. So it's interesting to learn that he was like an acrobat because it's like he definitely wasn't, you know, Yeah, towards the end. but. Super. I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe still flipping around. He was also playing hockey. a gifted musician, and he often incorporated instruments into his act. Neat. Which is fun. Yeah. So this next guy I thought was super interesting because he looked very familiar. Mm-hmm. Like, very classic. Yes. Sad clown with the stubble drawn on. Yeah, the, like, hobo clown. Yeah, he looked yeah. very recognizable. His name was Emmett Leo Kelly. And he lived from 1898 to 1979, which an interesting time period. Yeah. Two world wars and the free love movement, you know, like. Yeah. Wild. He's just clowning through the whole thing. Just laughing about it. (laughs) He was an American circus performer who created the clown character Weary Willie. And he based him on the hobos of the Great Depression in the 1930s. His signature act began with him sweeping the ring. Mm. A spotlight followed him, and as it danced about, he slapped, swept, and chased the pool of light with his broom. Aww. Once he completed the spotlight routine, Willie blew up a balloon until it popped, and then, pantomiming his sorrow, he buried the remains in the sawdust. That's so cute. I know. (laughs) I love him. And then he gained even more popularity after a really huge tragedy. Mm. He was performing in a circus and he was getting ready. So he said, as I was putting the finishing touches on my face, I could hear the band playing the waltz music that was my cue to amble into the center ring. At that instant, someone ran past the dressing tent yelling, fire. I was trying to run in my big flapping shoes (laughs) and suddenly realized that I was carrying a bucket of wash water I had grabbed when I left the dressing tent. Kelly said that when he saw the big top burning, he knew that he had to help the panicked crowd exit the tent. It was then that he spotted the flames burning near one of the large generator wagons, and he tried to douse the small fire with his small bucket of water, (laughs) but he nearly became a casualty himself. He said one of the Caterpillar tractors came rumbling along to get that wagon to hook on and pull it away from the crowd, and it was almost on top of me before I realized what was happening. And as it swung around, it did not miss running over me by more than an inch. Oh my god. I know. Fucking tragedy. But... Kelly's actions that day were immortalized by audience member Ralph Emerson, who took a photograph of Kelly in his full clown makeup and costume, carrying a single bucket of water. Yeah. The photograph was published in Life on July 17th, 1944. And we'll post it on Instagram. But it's just sad. There's just a huge fire and, like, scaffolding and the remains. And it's just, like, him with his little bucket. Right. And his little clown makeup. 
it, just, it makes me think of i mean i know that they used to do that you know before fire trucks and stuff existed you just had a brigade where it was like just keep passing buckets until yeah but like they do that in dumbo like that's part of their little clown act is mm-hmm. that they're like firefighters and stuff and so i wonder if that's like, oh in reference yeah when did dumbo come out dumbo i know we talked about it because it came out at the same time as something else yeah we literally bambi we literally just talked about it oh so the 40s i don't keep this information 1941 interesting so the movie was already out came out first huh Huh. i mean i wouldn't be surprised if circus fires were kind of a common yeah that's true you got all that hay around yeah cannons and apparently like 168 people died in this fire i know it's so sad. It is sad. And then they're just with this bucket of water being like, I gotta do something. Flop, 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 flop. <laughs> and plop, looking plop, plop, like plop. that. Plop, 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 plop. Do you ever like, you do something ridiculous and you immediately think about what you're wearing? No. Has that ever happened to you? Where you're mm-hmm. like, and I look stupid. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. Some, something about it. Like sometimes I just think about it and I'm like, oh, I don't even... I look dumb. People are going to be like, you're doing this dumb thing and you look of dumb. Of course you're doing that because you look like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I added this little note in here for you. <gasps> for me? In 1957, attendance for the Brooklyn Dodgers was declining. And owner, Walter O'Malley, was considering moving the team to Los Angeles. Oh, yeah? Did he do it? Well, in early January, O'Malley hired Kelly as the official mascot in the, of the team, and in his role, Weary Willie would characterize all of Brooklyn when the team loses, and a happy bum when the team wins. I don't. That probably didn't help the Brooklynites want to stick around. No, I think he <laughs> like, sold the team like at the end of that season. Yeah, actually, <laughs> yes, they did in fact move to Los Angeles like immediately. After yeah, that, right around there. Yup. Well, partly, partially, if if you don't care, but it's fine. Part of the reason why they moved is because they were like, we need a new stadium. Oh, yeah. And they were like, we'll build you a new stadium, but it's going to be in the Bronx. And they were like, no, it needs to be in Brooklyn. And yeah. Like, Sorry, that's, if you want it, that's where it's going. And they were like, fuck it, we'll put it in LA. <laughs> and then they did. <laughs> and their rival team, the New York Giants, said, wait, don't go to California without us. And they moved to San Francisco. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, good job. You lost two baseball teams but now i got the mets and the yankees are fine so yeah, they're, they're fine i also added because i didn't know he was a real life person because it's been so long since i saw since i saw the movie yeah um hunter doherty patch adams mm. who is still alive oh he was born in 1945 he's an american physician and comedian social activist clown and author hmm. and he founded the gesundheit institute <laughs> in 1971 cute and i mean he you know the movie is about him where he was a doctor in a children's hospital and he was like this sucks everybody is sad this is a sad place to be yeah his kids are really sad and he just started being a clown and a doctor to make them feel better yeah and he still every year he organizes volunteers from around the world to travel to various countries to dress as clowns to bring humor to orphans patients and other people that's so cute i know we should watch patch adams yeah we'll, we'll get around to it so i can cry Yep. <laughs> and then, of course, we got John Wayne Gacy, who mm-hmm. dressed as a clown named Patches or Pogo, depending on what he was feeling, mm-hmm. and killed at least 33 people and buried them in his basement. Not even 33 people. 33 children. Yeah. Young men and boys. Yep. Yeah. Cool. At least 33 at people. At least. Yeah. Probably more. Probably. Anyway. Gross. Not fun. So- to bring it back to fun, because it's clowns. Yeah. I have some, just some extra little 
fun facts for you about clowns. Tell me. Every August 1st to August 7th is International Clown Week. <gasps> it was passed into law by Richard Nixon on August 2nd, 1971. And it's just there to kind of recognize, you know, the joy that the clowning profession brings to the world. Like, hey, sure. thanks for all your hard work. Uh, and thanks for not killing people and burying them in your basement. <laughs> yeah. That's, huh. Okay. I just wonder if somebody brought that to Nixon and was like, hey, I have an idea. Or if Nixon was like, hmm, I really want to leave my mark as a president. <laughs> How could they're, I do that? You're mad about the hotel shit. <laughs> clowns. What is clowns. Everybody loves Everybody clowns. Likes clowns. They're so big right now. Yes. Let's do it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I do wonder. It's also like 71, like Gacy was active in the 60s and 70s. That seems like bad time. Maybe he was just trying to like, big clown was like, hey, big clown. Nixon, you got to get us back into the public's good graces. Yeah, he no doesn't represent us. Will hire us. Yeah. For parties. Yeah. Clown- Unsurprisingly, clowns were really pissed about John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Uh, the fear of clowns is called calrophobia. Is that how you say that? I think so. Yeah. Colorophobia. I always wondered. I look at it and I see colorophobia. Yeah. So. C-O-U-L-R-O-phobia. Yeah. Colorophobia. Why isn't it just clownophobia? Like, come on, guys. I don't know. They it always got to give you... It wasn't taken. <laughs> <laughs> clownophobia is the fear of looking silly ah. to other people and then being like, what am I wearing? <laughs> Damn it. Um, One of my favorite facts, which, you know, maybe not groundbreaking i think a lot of people know this but i just love it there's no trick to the clown car trick they literally just take everything out of the car seats just anything that it's just like a it's a real car it's just like a shell on like you know the engine's still in there but there's no seats there's a floor the driver is sitting on a milk crate and then they just shove as many clowns in there and as they can oh my god so they're just like get cozy for a little bit and they always they like paint the windows from the inside so you can't see you yeah, know, the feet and the uh, how squished and, they are in yeah. there. Yeah, and there's just like a little pinhole in the front for the driver who just like honka, honka, drives his little car out, and then clowns just start climbing out. That's interesting. Yeah, I never like questioned it. I was never like, I wonder what the trick is. I was yeah. just like, yep, clowns take up less space. <laughs> They're just bendier. <laughs> why? I never thought. I don't know why. I'd never... Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, you'd be like, oh, there's just like a state, there's a d- trap door under the, and they climb up and then out through the, nope. I No, I never thought that. I I thought that they were all in there, but mm-hmm. I never considered how. I yeah. was like, <laughs> yep. Uncomfortably, <laughs> turns out. That's funny. This is so cute. And I will post a link to this little two minute video of mm-hmm. this woman because it's just adorable. In the UK, there is a group that you can become a member of. If you're a clown, you pay your dues. You can become a member of Clowns International. Yeah. And in their headquarters, they have a registry for your face. Oh. Because it's not an official rule, but it's an unspoken rule among clowns that you don't copy somebody else's face makeup. Yes, I have heard about this. Yeah. Yeah. And so there is a person, currently it's a woman named Debbie, who if you pay money for it, she will paint your face onto an egg and put it in the registry. So that there's like, it's like your um, copyright. Yeah. Yeah. There's a physical 3D rendering of your makeup and she'll send you one too. So you get, you have one in the registry and you get a little egg with your little face on it. Your egg receipt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
And so people can come in and like, you know, look and be like, oh, that's they do their makeup that way. And I mean, to make sure it's different enough. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, but I was thinking about it. doing my makeup this way, but I heard that Georgino does his that way. So I got to go check. Exactly. Got to go to the clown registry. Yeah. And this <laughs> registry has been around for 70 years. Oh, and I they love have that. some really old like eggshells, like cracked and like faded. And yeah. It's just so cute. It makes me really happy. They should publish like a book so I can look at them all. I wonder. There might be one. Give me the clown egg book. <laughs> and then. The last thing that I learned, which I thought was really neat, is on clownsofamericainternational.com, under Code of Ethics, is the eight clown commandments. <gasps> Would you like to hear them? Yeah, I'll put my right hand over my heart. <laughs> I will keep my acts, performance, and behavior in good taste while I am in costume and makeup. I will remember at all times that I have been accepted as a member of the clown club only to provide others, principally children, with clean clown comedy entertainment. I will remember that a good clown entertains others by making fun of himself or herself and not at the expense or embarrassment of others. Okay. I will learn to apply my makeup in a professional manner. I will provide my own costume. I will carry out my appearance and assignment for the entertainment of others and not for personal gain or personal publicity while performing for either the international club or ally events. I will always try to remain anonymous while in makeup and costume as a clown, though there may be circumstances when it is not reasonably possible to do so. <laughs> I will neither drink alcoholic beverages nor smoke while in makeup or clown costume. Also, I will not drink alcoholic beverages prior to any clown appearance. I will conduct myself as a gentleman or lady, never interfering with other acts, events, spectators, or individuals. I will not become involved in or tolerate sexual harassment or discrimination on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, age, disability, or any protected status. I will remove my makeup and change into my street clothes as soon as possible following my appearance so that I cannot be associated with any incident that may be detrimental to the good name of clowning. Uh -huh. I will conduct myself as a gentleman or lady at all times. While in appearance, while on appearance in makeup and costume, I will carry out the directives of the producer or his designated deputies. I will abide by all performance rules without complaint in public. I will do my very best to maintain the best clown standards of makeup, costuming, properties, and comedy. I will appear in as many clown shows as I possibly can. <laughs> I will be committed to providing an atmosphere free of discrimination and harassments for clowns of all ages to share ideas and learn about the art of clowning. Oh, I know. The it's art just, of clowning. It's so wholesome. wholesome. Yeah. So like, I mean, honestly, I definitely feel a little bit more positive towards clowns even just doing this episode. Yeah. I mean, it's always the the scary ones that get the attention. I'm sure there are plenty of good true. clowns out there. Yeah. And I mean, you know, they're just silly guys. Yeah. Trying to make people feel good about their <laughs> childhood leukemia. <Aww>. Or others <laughs> that they live in the USSR. Yeah. Or other such similar situations. Just trying to bring a little sunshine, you know? Yeah. Some levity. That's true. It is nice. I can't remember the last time I saw a clown. Yeah. Me neither. In real life. Well, that was interesting. I learned so much about clowns. <laughs> did not know there would be such a storied history yeah i mean it makes sense like we said you know people are always need a laugh for sure i like when funny things have rules i don't know why but i'm just like this is an art of absurdity right but it still has parameters yeah, very structured and a lot of respect yeah. and you know yeah like i mean you don't this code of ethics and you don't copy another clown's mm -hmm. face you know and and just stuff like that yeah 
I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah. Neat. Well, join us next week when we talk about a clown that we didn't talk about today. I was to say, we left him out, but that's okay, because we're going to get very in-depth about him. We'll talk so much. Next week. The clown prince of crime. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to come talk to us, you can do so on Instagram. It's probably the best place. Replay Rewind Podcast. Or you can email us, replayrewindpodcast at gmail.com. There is a Tumblr, Replay Rewind Podcast. <laughs> if you want to listen to our other episodes, wherever you are listening to this now, we'll have the rest of them. But we are also on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeart, someone, <laughs> media. I don't know. Um, and you can also join us on Patreon where we have bonus episodes. And for a small you can have access to all of them and we will send you a sticker in the mail and we will shout your name out on the show yeah and you'll feel very special absolutely if you want a microdose on supporting us you can head over to our coffee page ko-fi.com slash replay rewind podcast we've got stickers magnets and individual episodes if you're just like man i don't need to commit but i do want to know how they feel about jurassic park yeah you can have that Whenever you want. <laughs> you can just have it. You can just have it. I think that's it. Yep. That's all I got. Uh, tell your friends. You know, that's the best way to support us. If you don't want to do it monetarily, just tell your friends about us. Yeah, and how us, great we are. Leave us a nice review. Tell your friends. Yeah. Tell everybody everything you learned about clowns. Yeah. Annoy them with your information. <laughs> Lovely. In the meantime... Stay fresh, cheese bags. And don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, and rewind. Register When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.